basket of knowledge to nurture and nourish the haora, the well-being of the community and voluntary sector. It is a collection of taonga treasures, including wānanga, podcasts and videos that will support you, your whānau and your community. My name is Sabina Lassen. I'm originally from Zimbabwe. I've been in New Zealand for 15 years now and I'm a mother of two married girls and I've got four mokoponas. In my job, I work as a counsellor. I have uh, an office in Pitoni and in Palmerston North. And I see so many clients per day, uh, per week, per month. You know, I've been doing this for more than eight years now. And I enjoy my job. <laughs> that's the best thing for well-being isn't yeah, it if you actually enjoy thing. your job <laughs> that's the best starting point <laughs> so knowing that you've got you work in Patoni and Papayoya Palmerston North and you've got this array of um, clients or, or people that will find out that you speak with what's some of the um, greatest challenges that you're seeing with regards to hold in this space some of the challenges I've seen, uh, especially with looking after myself, is there's been so many clients. It's unbelievable. And, you know, people have got so many needs. Mm. And the gravity of the needs, it's shocking. People come with all sorts of things, all sorts of stories. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, where do I find myself? So it's about looking after yourself, doing lots of self-care. So I used it, I try and go back to the Tefare Tapafa each and every day. Look at, do I have my final support? Uh, what am I doing for my physical health? Especially, you know, trying to do some walks. I have a little treadmill at home. So every morning I just try and work it out as much as I can. Uh, make sure my mental health too, I'm okay mentally. Because you know what happens is sometimes you forget about looking after yourself. Mm. It's about people, 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 and not yourself. Mm. And, you know, I have my own faith, so I always go back to my faith. I'm a Christian, so I pray, and I rely on God for strength. Whatever I tell my my clients to do, I always try and do the same for myself. Do heaps of self-care you need to with this kind of work. And and tell us what, what that self-care that you talk about. Self-care, yeah. Yeah. So what is the what is the self-care that you share with your with your clients? Mm. Uh, self-care is, you know, when someone is going through a difficult time. And, you know, I've got issues I cannot change at this time. I'm struggling. Like, for example, if it's dealing with anxiety and depression, you know, I'm feeling depressed. 
even though I'm feeling this way, I need to look after myself. Mm. So self-care would be going for a walk, talking to other people, eating healthy. You know, sometimes we just go and get some unhealthy foods, go to McDonald's and things like that. It's not good for yourself. And you know what I do at times is to do my nails, do my hair, go for a massage. That's self-care. I do the same. And I, you know, I always advise my clients to do the same. Look after yourself. Because if you don't, no one else will. Mm. And people will like you for who you are. They admire you for looking after yourself. Very important aspect in the counseling arena. Mm. I think definitely in terms of how or that's the starting point, right? Because how can you care for others if you're not caring for yourself? Mm. Mm. But that happens a lot, right? That happens a lot where people uh, Mm. are not consciously caring for themselves so that their focus is external. And we see this a lot in the community and voluntary sector of people just giving, giving, giving and Mm. um, and not really listening to uh, what their body or their mind or their whanau are saying to them like, hey, you've got to stop, you need to slow down, this is too much, you need to rest. You need to get on the treadmill. You need to go for a walk. You need to go for a massage. All, all those things that that yeah. it can be really difficult when you're very busy and there's a very big load, which we know happens a lot in the community sector because the needs are kind of twenty four seven. How you um, recognise that in yourself about this is not sustainable about what I'm doing. Mm. And there are some clients who take 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 take. Mm. They want to receive a lot. Because obviously, you know, in this kind of field, you have some who are in tears all the time. You know, you can have five clients and all of them are so distressed. So it's about finding a way of offloading yourself, offloading it to somewhere. And also supervision is a way of looking after myself. I do supervision. I do peer supervision. I've got my own supervisor. If I've got all those um, grave issues, I always go and offload them and share with them. Mm. That's great that you mentioned that because I was going to uh, raise the issue about supervision with you. Uh, you know, okay. that ability, like when you're when you're in a circumstance or in a role or in a position like you are, Sabina, and um, getting a lot of, you know, very intense emotions and stories oh. kind of offloaded onto you and that need to have a really safe space to uh, help process that information, to release it, to let it go. Uh, and and for it not to kind of sit with you and affect your own well-being? Mm, mm. I have a supervisor and I have a mentor as well. I have a really Mm. good mentor because I do this work as well as running a business, so running our charity organisation. So this mentor is very good. Like, you know, when I'm going through my own issues, I always find a place to go to. And that I find it really helpful. And how did you go about finding the right mentor? Uh, I went through the Chamber of Commerce. You know, uh, uh, during that time when we were hit by the COVID in 2020, there were some volunteers, you know, volunteering to mentor some businesses. And I happened to be one of the lucky ones. I got a nice person who follows me through, checking on me, 
We meet every other Friday and it's really good, very supportive. Hmm. I think definitely having that kind of sounding board of someone who can help you process and uh, make decisions and, and sometimes even just having someone to talk to as you talk yourself that helps yeah. you process and come to your own kind of conclusions and decisions and I think that's why mentoring and then there's coaching as well as well uh, just so that you don't feel uh, like you're kind of operating in a vacuum mm. as a community leader that you've actually got someone there just for you who you can sit with you can help talk through um, you know bandy about solutions you know, try to actually think through what what is it the correct course of action in this circumstance or kind of mm. offload and, and come to some resolution so that you can move forward. Mm. Definitely. It's very helpful. Mm. So have you um, had time, Sabina, where you have, uh, you know, your hauro, your well-being, it's been quite tough for you and um what, what sort of circumstances, what did you learn out of those times? Hmm. That's a very good question, yeah. I went through some challenges myself um, when I came to New Zealand, and this is about 2000, and I, I got here in 2008, and shortly after I had my own marriage breakup, it wasn't easy for me. It was so hard, especially being a foreigner here in New Zealand. I, I really struggled. But in that's part of the reason why I say to myself, look, I think I need to do some counseling and help someone else. Uh, so my journey hasn't been that much of an easy one. And I had to make sure I look after myself as well. You know, I had to go back to looking after myself. At one stage, I couldn't, I couldn't exercise. You know, when you are going through some issues, you never think of going for a walk. All you are thinking of is my problem, my problem, and my problem. Mm. And I find so many clients in that space. Mm. And it's not a good space to be. Anyway, so it was so hard for me. And I only had to learn and discover I could help myself. I could look after myself. I could look after my mental health. At one stage, I had to go and get some antidepressants because I couldn't cope, but it wasn't for a long time. And that's a way of looking after my haora mentally. So I had to get those antidepressants for a short while because I couldn't, I couldn't manage it. It was so, so hard. Uh, so looking at me, my personal journey hasn't been easy. It was a difficult one with uh, my two girls. But what kept me going is thinking about, look, I need to live for these children. They were my protective factor. They protected me from harming myself, from doing things out of the ordinary. So my kids kept me going. And, you know, we had to be a team of three and worked things through. Uh, up to now, they are still my good mates. <laughs> Must have done something right, Sabina. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I did it. Yeah, I must have done something right then. <laughs> Thank you. I think listening to you, just um, yeah. your ability to do self-reflection, but mm. also your ability to self-recognise or to recognise when you've needed some additional affi or some additional support or care, 
Like yeah. because often there's stigmas, you know, when you say, oh, look, I had to take antidepressants. Oh, my goodness, did you? But the yeah. fact that you can just <laughs> talk to that with so much ease, I think, removes those stigmas and actually is mm. saying that that's, that that was what you needed at that time yes. and for your well-being. Mm, exactly. And most people, uh, yes, place a stigma to antidepressants. Mm. You know, those things, when you need them, take them. They are good for you. Yeah. During that time, you know, I stopped. I didn't take them for too long. But when I needed, I did take them. It's very important. So it's it's not about people. It's about you. Yes. When you're looking after your well-being, people are always ready to say something. And they will forever be saying things about you, commenting and things like that. But it's about me. I had to get to a time when I said, look, it's not about them, but it's about Sabina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not only is it about Sabina, but it's also about Sabina's daughters. Yes. Yes. That's that one. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've spoken through a number of these podcasts about Fano and the role mm-hmm. that Fano plays in your well-being. Yes. Yes. And it sounds like at the moment, at that moment or those moments of time when you struggled, it was actually your family, your the da- mm-hmm. your daughters and thinking of their well-being that mm-hmm. actually lifted your own well-being in order to cut through mm-hmm. and break through what you needed to. Exactly. Yes, my family and my extended family, my siblings, I thought about them. They need me. I need to push. I need to keep looking after myself. So that's very important, very important to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were raised that way. I still look after my younger sisters. You know, we are a team of sisters who look after each other. So when I was down, they lifted me up. Mm-hmm. When they were down, I lifted them up. Yeah, very important to us. I think that whakataki mm. of aroha mai, aroha atu keeps coming up, you know, give love and in return you receive love and vice versa. It's that, it's that mm. act of reciprocity. Rochelle? Yeah. I think as well, uh, you know, what you're pointing to too, Sabina, is about the necessity for relationship. Mm. So mm. that within that relationship, like allowing people to be close enough to you that they can uh, step up for you when you need it or you can step mm. up for them when they need it. They they know when you look well and maybe when you look unwell and that mm. they, you know, you have such a close relationship that they they have that ability to speak into your life because sometimes when we're stressed, uh, we we often don't recognise that it's other people, the people who close who are closest to us, who recognise that, who, and and then help us, like help us get um, the support that we need. You know, maybe yeah. free us up, whatever it is. Like yeah. we we were talking on another podcast about um, someone who just uh, came and had a night at Tuihana's house, so she just had you know a large family and she just needed some space and Tuihana was away and she just needed a night so all she needed was just a night to herself a good amount of sleep you know and and it can be something really simple that you can offer people that you love but it's it's really about asking what what do you need and you know your yeah. stories are about your uh you know your sisters were there to say hey you know we can help you and and we'll help you through this period so that you didn't feel alone you didn't feel isolated 
mm-hmm. and and also that you were open and as, as Tuiana said you were open you were reflective you were you were recognizing mm-hmm. that you needed support that actually hey this yeah. is not working for you that you needed more professional help uh, mm-hmm. to try to get you through mm-hmm. and the most important thing I would say with looking for help it's not everyone who you can um, form a good relationship with. You know, there are different counselors out there and sometimes it's difficult to connect. So always be willing to move on to the next one if it's not working. Mm. If you look for help and you find I'm not getting the necessary help, be willing to move on to the next one or find someone who you think you can relate to So that also helped me when I was looking for some help. Some people couldn't get me. And, you know, I thought it was them, but it wasn't them. It was me having to take a leap of faith and say, look, yeah, I don't think this is working. Let me try something else. Mm. How have you continued to nurture your well-being, to nurture your whole order? Like I was saying, I'm a Christian, so I pray and I go to church and I read my Bible, and I listen to some good music, and, you know, that way I've continued to nature it. Mm. So very important to me, like when I'm working with clients and I experience some challenges, I always find it important to go back to my faith and say, God, help me with this one. This is a big one. I need your help. So that's a very important aspect of me, my faith. In my career, they, it's quite important. I keep it up. I keep my faith up. Nice. So going back to my yinningaro, uh, like I was saying with my medication, that time I needed. And, you know, always looking after myself, like am I not getting anxious? Am I not getting depressed? You know, what things do I like doing? What are my values? And things like that. I always value my values. It's very important to me. I maintain my values. And uh, my physical health, the walks, of course, eating healthy. Um, I'm a, can I say, a lunatic of, you know, healthy eating. (laughs) You can say whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I always make sure I push in the veggies, which is very important. Mm. And um, I sleep well. I try to sleep well. But unfortunately, I think it's age. Sometimes I don't sleep eight hours even if I want to. Mm, Maybe mm. I'm aging. I don't know what it is. Mm. Could be. <laughs> do you think it's things going around in your mind? Possibly, yes. But I try and, you know, do whatever I teach the other people to do when it mm. comes to sleeping. Do the relaxing. decompressing. The decompressing yes. before you go to sleep. Decompressing before I go to sleep, yes. yes. Like the yes, no so no I digital think. devices, oh, darkened yeah. room. Oh, Tui Hannah's saying that she doesn't do that. She, she's like, are you a last minute, last at night and first sometimes. in the morning? Pick up your phone. Not yeah. first in the morning, but sometimes mm. last at night. Mm. I find it a great way to, great way to relax. And I think you know, Sabina and the work that she does, being a community leader, being a counsellor, like mm. there's an expectation that you are looking after yourself. And I think that what you're sharing with us today is is great modelling mm. of how wonderful self mm-hmm. um, mm. in order to actually, when you are speaking to clients or speaking to those in the community, that you are able to say, well, yes, this is what I do for myself, that you are able mm. to, that you are living and breathing an example 
of hauora mm. and action. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. you can know the theory, right? So, so you know mm. all the theory, Sabina, but unless you're actually then applying that yourself, mm. you know, and all the lessons that that brings and mm. the challenges that brings, mm. that then you know that enables you to then share with others. Um, mm. In, mm. in a professional capacity, and you've got the lived experience to know that those things do work to keep the balance in your yes. life, to keep mm. your haora and well-being on an even kind of keel as much as that's possible. Because you know, mm. right, you do these things, and this is what actually keeps you in that space. Plus, you have yeah. that kind of lived experience of coming through a really tough time. Mm. And then, you know, seeking out professional help and then and then that's enabled you to, you know, recover from that and move on and then, um, you know, be functioning, right? Because mm. it can be really easy sometimes in people's lives for one, one, major, one major incident can be enough to kind of derail, derail you for a long period of time, you know. But the fact that you reached out, that you um, that then you rebuilt around you that kind of support and connection and uh, well being and mm. things that you needed to make sure that you are that you are well. Mm. We've had one podcast of uh, Fitu and you know Fitu was really a living breathing example of how order mm. in action and I think we've got another one here in terms of you living and breathing haora in such a positive way and such a positive role model for for your community, uh, for your mm. clients and also for your daughters. So yes. we just need to mihi to you and acknowledge that you uh, uh, and, the, and the tips and the things that you've shared today have been mm. incredibly valuable and I'm sure that those that, are, that will listen to this podcast will take some of those things that you've spoken about and, and thank you for speaking about those things like antidepressants. Thank you for speaking to that. And, you know, I think what's becoming clearer and clearer as we do these podcasts is that well-being or haura looks like, smells like, tastes like, sounds like, feels like different things to different people. So I just um, want to acknowledge you for your corridor today. Yeah, I think the reality is that there is no formula for haora. Mm. It mm. is very individual. It is. Mm. Uh, it has, you know, in the Tefara Tapafa model, it has those components across the different mm. well-beings, and that's really helpful because in a kind of Western model, we tend to talk about really physical health mm-hmm. or mental health, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about spiritual health. We don't talk mm. about social health. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about Turanga Waiwa in a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't talk about those additional aspects of health. And mm. and also that you need all of that together to yeah. actually give you a, a sense of rounding. And mm. and also what it enables you is if one of those things might tip over, the other things will support you. You know, they're kind of the um, mm. The po in the fari is like all of those things together make you stable. Mm. And if one tips over, the whole lot doesn't tip over. You know, if you're investing across those different areas of your life, that mm. that gives you uh, some stability. That if something went wrong, like you have a period of illness, for example, that you've got those other aspects that are that are still feeding you, that are still giving you a, a level of sustainability, mm. while you get that that one sort of pillar. Back, back up and back running. I feel like it's been a really rich corridor today. I, mm. I, I feel like you've got it in spades. 
<laughs> so, well, we love stories of success. Yes, yes, yes. And it, the uh, diversity of these podcasts has been amazing. So thank you for your time today. Is there anything more you wanted to ask or add, Michelle? No, thank you, Sabina. Uh, I mean, we really uh, appreciate your time and your experience as well because not only uh, have you had to apply this to your own life, but you're also helping other people yeah. apply oh, these cool. these components of, of well-being yeah. and, and helping them on their journey towards well, wellness. So uh, thank you uh, for your kōrero and um, mm. just opening yourself up and, and sharing your stories of well-being. Mm. It's, um, we need more of it, I think, particularly mm. in the community and voluntary sector. We need more of the openness of, of people yeah. talking mm. about their own personal journeys and, uh, and we will find inspiration from that as well and, and also reminders about some of the things that we actually need to do. Yeah. That makes mm. me feel like I want to go for a massage actually <laughs> after talking to you. <laughs> So yeah, like, oh, last yes, thing I, I would it. say about the what thing would you do differently? Yes. There was a question on yes. what one thing that you do differently. Yes. If I were to go through some hardships uh, again, like, you know, my past experience, I would go on holiday. Mm. I, I just wallowed in my pain before. Mm. But that way to happen again, because the reason why I'm saying this it's because now I know if you go down the valley, you can come up the mountain. Nice. So I'll just stay in the valley and do things I love doing. Yes, nice. Yeah, nice. we're we're all down for the holidays. <laughs> I think I think holidays are a very underestimated um, yeah. uh, solution mm. to lots of things. Just having yeah. a sort of time out space, yes. uh, thinking thinking time, more time in nature, some more fresh air away from mm. the devices, and uh, and I also love going to new places and all the stimulating things. And it just kind yeah. of takes me yeah. out of myself. And, yeah. and into a different, uh, different, more healthy place. So, I love, I love the idea of a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sabina. Thanks so much, Sabina. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It's been nice talking to you. Kakite. Kakite. You've been listening to a Tato Tato podcast with Tuihana and Rochelle, proudly brought to you by Huie Community Aotearoa, Volunteering New Zealand, Centre for Social Impact and Wu Wellbeing. Tēnā koutou, tēnā rātātou katoa.